Welcome back to episode 16 of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter at RunDFF. And I'm here again with Jeff Roby. Boy, what a difference a week makes. Last week it was fire and brimstone as players fell left and right. This week the hospital beds were left empty and players mostly stayed healthy. Hopefully that means you all advanced because your lineup crushed it. How'd yours go, Jeff? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in that, that category of crushing it. Uh, you know, two of my two of my games, I had a buy in one. The other two, uh, yeah, big wins. Uh, last night, Michael Thomas carried the day, even though I also uh, was, was playing a rather unproductive Indianapolis player whose name will remain uh, unsaid right now. But, hey, Mac <laughs> has... Do you mean the one that... Uh... So, let me just say that. <laughs> do, you mean that unnamed, do you mean that unnamed Colts player that somehow crapped the bed and our boy Je- or our boy Trey uh, skated into the finals? You yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that guy that a <laughs> that lot of people un- out there were saying, he, he's carrying me. This is all I need is a few points. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Trey went in up four points and ended up winning by almost two. Yes. With a starting so, running back on the other side. What in yeah. the world? Woo. So, thankfully, uh, I didn't have to rely on that unnamed player um, or the unnamed tight end or the unnamed quarterback because none of those players I thought were going to really do much. And uh, and I had Michael Thomas sitting there real pretty who uh, continues his march to uh, uh, break an NFL record himself. So what a yeah. wonderful night last night it was for me. And and the other one, I think I was up. Uh, I think I won. I clinched that one by probably about 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because the other guy managed to score a whopping total of 40 points because he <laughs> he racked up uh, multiple players I could put on my junior varsity list this week. Uh, so he was oh. sitting really bad. So unfortunately for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, my team that got eliminated last week with all the injuries put up the uh, highest score this week in a, in a league, and it just blew up. It was one of those backwards weeks where last week couldn't get anything done this week. Go crazy. Whatever. So, uh, well, let's get on to the varsity and because uh, I'm going to throw one out there for you. And all you David Johnson owners who uh, lived and died with, with what he was doing early in the season, then when he went down, and uh, you're looking at what happened to him now, well, forget about it because he's out the picture. Kenyon Drake has taken over, and boy, he rolled. Man, he looked good. 22 for 137, four touchdowns. Uh, just keep kept on counting them. That's another touchdown. That's another touchdown. And he had a little catch for nine yards through the year. Not that that matters much, but, I mean, 22 for 137 and four touchdowns. That's just silly. So, uh, Drake, a varsity player of the week. So, Jeff, how about yours, man? Yeah, for me, um, it actually, uh, I had him. Uh, and uh, he paid off uh, big time for me, and that's Miles Sanders, uh, Sanders as I was. Uh, so uh, 122 yards, tops his career uh, with a touchdown, and uh, he also caught six balls, 50 yards. So for me, uh, I was really happy with this rookie. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is four straight games now uh, where he is double-digit PPRs. And so, you know, I, I'm definitely really happy with where he's at. And uh, and now he's going up against um, Dallas, and and you just don't know what Dallas is going to bring to the table. So, hey, I'm riding him, and uh, I think he's going to do well for me. 
Yeah, and I know you got him on one team where you got James Conner, and that's an easy, I mean, easy decision for me if I'm if I'm looking at that. It's like, all right, if I'm choosing between the two, I'd rather play Miles Sanders because at least I know he's going to get touches. You know, that's uh, right. he may not. He's had some unproductive weeks, but I mean, he's definitely the bell cow there. Uh, Howard's still hurt, and that all you need is opportunity in the NFL. I mean, ninety percent of what, a, what an NFL running back brings to the table is just how much, how many touches can he get. So, well, speaking of that. Uh, my JV player, Melvin Gordon. He didn't get that many touches. A lot of, a lot of that had to do with him. Two fumbles he put on the ground. Uh, Gordon goes seven for one, for 28 on the ground, catches five balls for 36. So not a bad day if you had a, if you had him in PPR. If you didn't have those negative four for those fumbles, I mean, he played himself off the field. He was benched for a little while, came back, whatever. Didn't do, didn't do much of anything. Uh, Boy, he really hosed a lot of people who were starting him this week. And so, uh, yeah, he's my JV player of the week. Yeah, so let me let me jump on the, uh, the a couple couple things with those Chargers because it's really interesting. Because all right, let's talk about the other running back, Austin Eckler, right? So he so when one doesn't do good, then the other one's kind of it's kind of been back and forth. But Austin Eckler didn't really do good either this week. I mean, sixty two yards receiving. And only 19 yards rushing, but that's that's really low for him, especially when Gordon wasn't doing that that good. So, um, I mean, I, I thought you would. I had Eckler play, and he just didn't put up the biggest yards I expected. But I mean, I'm going to keep riding him. I, let me talk about somebody else. Hey, there's a guy out there by the name of Mike Williams, all right? And I know people uh, right now may have forgotten who the heck he was, okay? Simply for the fact that he hasn't had a touchdown. After, after last year's performance, he hasn't had a touchdown until the last two weeks. And then, oh, my God, in the last three weeks has he really come on. Um, and, and you're talking about, uh, you know, double-digit, high double digits uh, in, in fantasy for the last three weeks. I mean, so I'm riding him, and I'm actually putting him in. So I think, uh, I think it's got a good matchup against Oakland. And and, Keenan, and Mike Williams is a good pick there, but let me let me tell you, you jumped about uh, my junior varsity for me is another wide receiver, and that's Julian Edelman. And I am laughing because I my playing that my buddy who who had him this week and said you know Julian Edelman is going to carry the day, and then you see uh, oh did he brag about the fact that it was up against Cincinnati as well, and oh he's also a Patriots fan, and the fact that he knew what to, the the Cincinnati was going to play because they were videotaping the sideline. Well, you didn't say the last part. That was me. But, you know, I mean, they were ready for it, okay? And then somehow Julian Edelman, the man, the MVP from the Super Bowl, catches a whopping two receptions for nine yards. And, I mean, this is a team that doesn't really have wide receivers. So, hey – I felt real bad for him, uh, but I didn't feel so bad for him because, uh, you know, you can't carry the day with a guy and uh, and you get a whopping 2.9 points. So, hey, uh, sorry, man, and uh, sorry for your uh, Patriots. They didn't uh, – weren't able to pull it out. And Julian Edelman did not carry your day, and you lost in the opening round of the playoffs. Yeah, look, uh, Edelman, what a crazy – he had eight straight games with 10 or more targets. That was the longest, the second longest streak ever, the longest streak since Antonio Brown a few years ago had 10, 10 straight, I believe it was. But regardless, 
you you just knew coming in he was going to be he was going to get tons of targets uh, targets against Cincinnati. He was going to be productive, and then he goes out there and throws up just a complete stinker. I mean, they didn't need him. Brady sucked and has sucked for most of the season, so there's that. Um, but I mean, when your quarterback's only throwing uh, what was it a hundred and I'm pulling it up right now because I can't recall exactly, but it wasn't good. It was like 130 something or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, 128 yards. So it, that's you're not going to get much. I mean, and that was on 29 attempts. So it wasn't like he didn't throw the ball. He was out there pitching it around. Just wasn't good. I mean, it was bad. I, I don't know what to think about Tom Brady going forward. And uh, I mean, if it, if it's like what it has been the past six seven weeks, I don't know that he comes back next year. And that means that Edelman is pretty much worthless next year, in my opinion. So, uh, hey, you were talking about uh, Eckler real quick. Uh, I had Eckler pulled up while you were talking because you were saying you expected more rushing yards. But uh, he has only topped 24 rushing yards twice in the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Only 24 rushing yards, only more than 24 twice in ten games. So I wouldn't expect much out of him at all. He's kind of... He's, he's receiving dependent and touchdown dependent. He is not running the ball well uh, on a consistent basis. He had a, a nice game against a really bad Green Bay rushing defense, 12 for 70. And then he uh, blew up Jacksonville last week on limited touches with only eight carries for 101. But other than that, I mean, he's been pretty bad as far as on the ground. Yeah, yeah I, my point my point is this, is that um, I think I think it was like what, week five when, uh, when Melvin Gordon came in. And so – um, you know, there's a big difference there because his production was uh, minus the Houston game. He he was at 12 plus rushes and over 50 yards in those games. So um, so my point was when Melvin Gordon came in, I'm not expecting the rushes from him when Melvin Gordon's not producing like Melvin Gordon didn't during the Green Bay game. So um, so Melvin Gordon again falters, right? But he did have 101 yards against Jacksonville rushing, right? On eight yeah, carries. Yeah, he was eight yeah, my point is, is it, it, here is that he can run the ball, and he's, but it's usually when Melvin Gordon's not doing well. And Melvin Gordon didn't do well. So you expected a little bit more than 19 yards against a Minnesota defense that, you know, it's, I mean, it's a really good good defense. But, um, I mean, this isn't even his lowest production. I mean, he, he, did, he had nine carries against Denver for 16 yards. Yeah. No, I just, I, don't know that I just don't know that he's a very good running back. That's the yeah. thing. So, yeah, he's, like a, you he's say, a pass catching guy. So, and he's topped right. over over 100 yards several times this I year. A, I know there's a lot of people saying, you know, let Gordon go, which is going to happen, but that give Eckler the the full time job next year and see what happens. But he's just not good between the tackles. Um, and no. you're talking about Green Bay and how and how uh, Gordon wasn't good, but he actually 20 for 80. So he had and two touchdowns. He had a nice game there against Jacksonville. Yeah, he had 12 for 55. And then against Jacksonville, he averaged more than four yards a carry. So uh, it's not like Gordon was bad in those games. Uh, He's just – he's not a consistent runner. uh, Eckler isn't. So I wouldn't trust him in anything but a PPR. All right, well, let's uh, let's keep on rolling um, because I got some things I want to talk about with the playoffs. But let's cover a couple injuries. Uh, I really only have two injuries to bring up today. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is Chris Godwin because I don't think that he's going to play this week. And that's an issue, obviously – um, that brings up the the uh, thought of picking up Rashad Perryman, 
and playing him. He uh, really excelled this week. Obviously, I think he had three touchdowns, was just all over the place. And you know Jameis is going to throw the ball. He's just – they can't help but throw the ball because they can't run it well. And they don't care. It's it's the DGAF. They just don't care where they're going with it as long as it's in the air. It can go to their team. It can go to the other team. As long as it's in the air, it doesn't matter. And which is perfect for uh, if you're a, a receiver for that team. You're going to pile up stats. So <clears throat> I think that Perryman is nice as a as a late season ad here. If you need a wide receiver three, if you've been rolling out, you know, Tyrell Williams or whatever, I'd, I'd feel comfortable grabbing Perryman and going with him. Because uh, Godwin's probably done. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine he plays either this week or next week if you're in uh, a Week 17 final like Jeff is in one. And I told him before we started recording that I would quit that league. I can't I can't do it because uh, we're going to talk about some of the strategy for that next week um, and, and how to handle that week, especially Week 17. And it's just gross. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's move on to the other injury on, well, the, me, on the table. Let me jump in on, on Perryman as you as you bring him up right now, so we can we can cover that. Yeah, go for it. Um, hey, and, and you know this is just a reinforcement with Evans out, right? Chris, uh, Chris Godwin, they're saying done for the year, okay? And so uh, so that only leaves Perryman, right. and yeah. for a team that is, is well. still trying to just you know. Trying to, I mean, for a quarterback that's still show, trying to show me, right? He needs to throw to somebody. So I think Perriman is actually a solid, solid grab right now. Um, and you know and who else I'll take? Definitely pass a happy offense. I actually have one more for you. I, I'd feel comfortable starting OJ Howard as a tight end. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have one of the elite tight ends, I think he's a perfectly fine start this week. Okay, uh, so is this the guy that you said that don't ever, I'll never, ever, ever mention him again? No. I think I think that was Corey Davis. Pretty no, sure. No, I think that was O.J. Howard. Sure. I, got OJ Howard I got O.J. Howard on two different brand, uh, dynasty uh, rosters. Now, I have to go back. We had to play the tape. Hey there, hey there, fans! If you're listening, call Justin out here. Play the tape, put it up on uh, I'm a, I'm on our Twitter and talk about we how had, he called him out. So call him we out. Had, we had uh, we had this discussion at the beginning, uh, like maybe week four or five. I'm, I'm an OJ Howard truther. You said he was terrible. I said it's a, it's a ma- it's a matter of uh, volume and him not getting involved in the game. Now that he's being uh, targeted, every game that he's had uh, five targets or more, he's caught forty or more yards. So. I, mean, I think it was that point where he played the Saints and he fumbled he fumbled the ball by trying to catch it with his butt. Oh yeah, that the little behind the back thing. Now, I don't think I said I'll never talk about him again, but I did say, come on, man. I did pull the Chris Carter on him because that was wow. Yep. So, uh, but all right, so let's move on. So uh, Perriman and OJ Howard both starts for me. I would I would feel comfortable with. Uh, both are available in a lot of places. Uh, and then uh, Dalvin Cook is the other major injury of the week. Um, and I was actually listening to Dr. David Chow talk on another podcast today because I like to catch up on those injury updates on Monday with him. And uh, he was saying it's not the same injury. It's not a re-aggravation of the uh, AC joint that he had or the SC joint that he had uh, messed up. Uh, but it's it's a different injury. And he said it he doesn't think that it's going to prevent Cook from playing. Um, so I know there's a lot of Mike Boone guys out there. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we talked about Madison a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, those aren't bad pickups. In fact, I would definitely pick them up. But unless I own Dalvin Cook, 
I don't know that I could feel comfortable uh, starting them. And here's why. Because you've got three Saturday games, and that's important. We'll note that in a minute. You've got all these games on Sunday, and then you have them coming up on Monday night, the Packers and Vikings. Now, if you get to Monday night and you don't have Dalvin Cook or another strong starter, and you're choosing between, you know, Mike Boone and or nobody really, and it comes out that Dalvin Cook is playing or Madison is playing, then what do you do with Mike Boone? You're stuck getting, you know, two carries for six yards and probably losing your championship because you counted on a, a, a big time flex out of him and you didn't get it. So unless something new comes out over the over the next part of the week. If I don't own Dalvin Cook, I'm not going to play Mike Boone. Now, I don't mind picking him up, especially as a prevent thing, but I don't, I don't want to play him. And, uh, Jeff, you were mentioning this earlier, and you were right. We talked about this off offline, but uh, if you're going to pick up Boone, if you've got Dalvin Cook, you're going to pick up Boone, you need to get Madison, too. If you're trying to choose which one to play, you need both of them. Because when you say, Jeff, you, you, don't, you just don't know. So. Hey, I'd throw this out there. Hey, if your opponent – Right now, has Dalvin Cook, um, and you're playing, and you're whether let's say you're in that three four spot right now, right? And you're trying to figure out if I'm just going to get my, you're just going to get your money back. And your opponent has Dalvin Cook. Go grab these dudes. Get your oh, money yeah. back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Think about the strategy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's definitely a piece to this. You know, that you can play defense in fantasy football. It's, it's, you know, like I mentioned when I grabbed all the quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. I, I don't, I can't remember if I mentioned on the podcast or not, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you did, you did. I grabbed all the quarterbacks. I didn't care because I yeah. knew that if I grabbed them all, that dude was going to start Chase Daniel and Chase Daniel threw up the goose egg. I won. Happy, happy. So made it in the playoffs with that. So, uh, all right. So let's talk about a couple uh, strategies for for the final week of the. Season. All right. I mentioned that we have some Saturday night games. Um, those are big or Saturday day games. Like there's three games throughout the day. It's kind of like like Thanksgiving Day. Those are big because you can get an advantage early on um, with some of the news that breaks early in the in the week. Uh, I know that like one of them is Brashad Perryman playing on Saturday night, so that's important uh, because he's gonna he's they're going against the Texans. The Texans' pass defense is terrible. We've discussed this over and over again ad nauseum. And now you can get Perryman in an ideal situation with a quarterback who slings it. Maybe you jump out to a big league on Saturday night and you make your opponent panic. Now he's looking at, well, do I play? And, you know, he's looking at maybe Robbie Anderson or somebody more steady. And he throws Robbie Anderson out there and gets, you know, three for 36 or something like that because he wanted the high upside. Because that's one of the things you kind of got to pay attention to. If you're setting lineups on Sunday is – did your opponent jump out to a big lead like last week when Lamar Jackson had the 40-something or whatever on Thursday night? And now you need the high upside. You can't play, you know, Ronald Jones and expect 70 yards and maybe a touchdown. You've got to shoot for the stars. So that's one of those things that you can kind of put pressure on an opponent with those Saturday night or those Saturday games going into Sunday. And it's something you need to pay attention to as you're entering Sunday. Did your opponent blow up? Did your opponent do nothing? You know, because there is a difference to how you play these games, whether you want to play conservative because you have a better lineup and they didn't do much. You know, maybe they come out there and uh, their defense throws up two points and they get a receiver with four points and they've already got two players off the board with six points. You know, it's like that kind of thing can make a difference in how you set up your lineup. So, Jeff, do you take any of that into consideration when you're getting ready for Sunday and uh, the game, the big slate? 
Yeah, I mean, this is the weekend. I, get, I mean, I'm in two championships, and I'm looking to make a pretty penny right now. Um, so I, I'm taking yeah. all things into consideration, you know. I'm looking at what my opponent has. I'm looking at where he, where his injuries might lie. I'm looking at where his tough matchups are. Um, you're in the playoffs right now, and there's no doubt, if even for a second, if you're in the playoffs, there's no doubt that other guy on the other end of that team is really watching what's going on. So, yeah. you know, it takes it, – it may it – may, you need to put the time in tomorrow to really think about which one you're going to do and then be very cautious on maybe you wait to, to play somebody who might be playing Saturday and look at some of the – look at – I mean, look at – right now it's like all the things you look at. Look at the weather. You know, look at what some of these teams that are going to be uh, – that how they've played in the weather so far. I mean – I don't know how the situation is. Uh, Kansas City Thursday night playing in Chicago. You know, that's a Thursday night game. I mean, I mean, obviously we've seen that Kansas City does really well in the weather. In the, in the snow. I'm taking into account people who are right there on the verge. You know, the Rams must win, okay, and they, they must win. So what are they going to do? They're going to make San Francisco play like it's a playoff game, you know. So there's a lot of people out there. And I talk, you talked about Tampa Bay, but like I said earlier, Tampa Bay is playing. That quarterback's playing for literally his opportunity next year. Uh, Garden Minshew playing as if he's going to have an opportunity next year. You know, so there's a lot of people out there playing as if. Uh, I mean, hey, here's here's a good one. What about Carolina? You know, and Carolina versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis is eliminated. Carolina is eliminated. But you've got a brand new guy, another starter this week. Playing for Carolina, yeah. who's going to go out there and do one of two things, you know? So just consider some of that, too, when you're looking at this. I mean, here's another huge matchup. This is the Burrow for Burrow uh, matchup between Cincinnati and Miami. I right? think that's the side so, already. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a done deal. But, you know, here's the thing. If Miami loses two games and one of them against Cincinnati, Miami actually gets the uh, the um, the nod. So, uh, and they Cincinnati have to, would have to win two games. Yeah. lose both. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati has to, has win, to both. win both. Dolphins have to uh, lose both. Uh, but my point, my point is, but you know, Burrow for Burrow, right? So, um, so that's an interesting matchup right there. Um, I, I don't think Miami's going to do that because they, uh, they're obviously they're not putting in uh, uh, Rosen, so Rosen. they're going to actually try to play yeah, against see, Cincinnati. Yeah, if if they both wanted to lose, it would be a. Uh, a Finley versus Rosen, you know, who can who can throw the ball behind themselves as many times as possible, kind of thing, like negative yardage every play. Negative yardage, yeah. I mean, there's some. I mean, as you just go through this list, you're like, this is sick. Like, I've got we got we got serious matchups, Dallas Philly, and then you got a matchup like, uh, no one play anybody. No one in the playoffs is playing anybody from Detroit or Denver. So, right, <laughs> look, yeah. look what Philip, Philip Lindsay did last week. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what. Not I'll tell you what I'd start that Denver defense. I'd start that Denver defense. You know? Sure. So, <laughs> uh, I'd start somebody from there. <laughs> I right, mean, so let's let me let me let me break off this talk and, and go to a different a different stretch here a, a different way. Uh, let's talk about uh, tiebreakers. And one thing that I've done in the past and. Uh, this is the first year in eight years that I'm not playing for a championship, so it's kind of weird for me. But I am here for you guys to help you all out. All right, so you need to check your tiebreaker rules because 
Some of them are based on regular season and points, etc. Some of them are based on bench points. Now, if you've got one of those leagues that's based on bench points, bench points for this week, all right, here's what you need to do. <clears throat> Friday, 12 o'clock comes around, or whatever time that – so if a, if a team plays at 12 on Sunday, that means that if you pick up a player at 12.15 on Friday, they, whoever you drop, if you're dropping a player – that player that you dropped, if they play at 12 on Sunday, they will stu- they will be stuck on waivers till the till next week. So no big deal. Uh, if they play at three, wait till 3:15. Drop that player. Pick up quarterbacks. I want you to go out there. If you have a tiebreaker and it's a points tiebreaker, a bench points tiebreaker, uh, make sure that you go out. I'd fill my entire my entire bench with with uh, quarterbacks. I'd want six or seven quarterbacks because I know they're going to put up. 10, 15, sometimes 20 points or more. You know, you get those random 30-point games. It doesn't matter. They're easier to predict than the random wide receiver that gets, you know, two touchdowns and 80 yards and gets you a nice game. So pay attention. Right now, what you should be doing is you should be going into your uh, league settings and looking for that tiebreaker. Get on your laptop or whatever to find it because it's probably going to be a little bit easier to find via that than uh, than your mobile app that you use. But check your tiebreakers because that is a big deal. Earlier this year, uh, and I'm, I can't remember if I mentioned it here, but it was a big talking point. Uh, I had a, a buddy who messaged me, and he said that he was playing a guy, and the guy happened to put – the tiebreaker was uh, the wide receiver points. I don't know how they decided it, but it was wide receiver points. And he had two wide receivers, and then he had a flex, and he had Mike Evans in the flex when Mike Evans went off for like 190-something yards and three touchdowns. Meanwhile, his two receivers were man. Okay, whatever. This guy that I, my buddy, he had two receivers that that were they were fine, but they didn't. Mike Evans could outscore both of them himself. But the fact that he had his good receivers in his starting lineup and the flex was something else, he won that matchup. They tied. He won the matchup on the tiebreaker. So know your tiebreaker rules. Don't end up in that situation where you're sitting there with a player who didn't even play this week. You know, you got. DJ Chark or somebody who I don't think is going to play this week that you've had on your roster. Don't end up with him if you've got a bench tiebreaker. I mean, unless it's some sort of keeper league, you've got to clear space and get players that are going to that are going to help you win your championship. Whether they're in your starting lineup, hopefully you know you've got a strong one, or they're on your bench if you're using those tiebreakers. So uh, I've won a league or I've won a few games that way with bench uh, tiebreakers. Uh, I've never had it happen in the playoffs like that, but. You know, you just never know. I mean, it can always. I was we. I was in a group chat last night, and people were sending uh, some scores, and it was like .02 difference. I mean, just craziness. The the difference of a couple kneel downs at the end of a game, kind of thing. So it can get close, and you don't want to be, you know, stuck there holding something in your hand. You know, what I'm talking about you just stuck there holding it, and you can't do anything with. It, so, uh, Jeff, so keep that in mind. Check your go go check your stuff. This, this, tonight when we get off this uh, podcast, man, because I know you got some you know, some ships to play for. Yeah. All right, then I, I no, it's, it's great, great advice. Uh, something taken to heart and uh, and look at. You know, I mean, I'm I'm looking at all of it right now, making sure that I'm I'm putting myself in the yeah. best position to uh, to succeed. So, um, right. I don't yeah, want to go good. into a situation where I don't know every. I want to know every little loophole and everything that I can get because right now you're playing for some jelly beans out there. And uh, it can be, you know, it can be a big deal. So, all right. And yeah. I got one more thing to talk about, and it comes up from a text I got last Thursday. And uh, it was right before the game, and it said, 
Should I start Lamar or bench him? I'm worried about how much he plays tonight. All right. So first of all, it was an injury concern kind of thing. And so this kind of goes for all season. Now, week 17, different story. And we'll talk about that next week. But as far as the first 16 weeks, no one sits. All right. No one plays half games unless the team is up big. Now, if you've got the quarterback particularly, now it can go different for running back and wide receiver, but if you've got a quarterback and that team goes up big, 99% of the time it's because the quarterback did his job and had a big game. You know what? And guess what? They could have sat Lamar after three after three quarters last, last week, and he would have still been a monster. You know, he could have played. Honestly, he probably they could have sat him after the first half. I think he had like 28 points in this guy's scoring. So it wasn't even – I mean, he already had two rushing touchdowns, I think, or something like that. I, I can't recall. But anyways, there's just – if you've got a quarterback and he's a stud, you don't worry about his usage because that player, if he if he ends up playing half a game, it's because he blew up with his team. So uh, now we'll talk about, you know, resting players and stuff in Week 17, got teams getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, but that's not the case in week 14, 15, 16. I had a guy on Twitter telling me that he thought that the, the Niners would sit George Kittle and rest him because they could win the game handily. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, they're not doing that because you just never know what's going to happen in a game. And, uh, I mean, they didn't they didn't win this past weekend, did they? So it, it, any team can win on any given week. Now, uh uh, my Falcons are screwing that up and going and winning games they, that I wish they wouldn't. But uh, he, he was sure that they would beat Atlanta handily, and it could be one of those situations where they didn't need Kittle. Well, you need your best players on the field every week if you're in the NFL because any team can win on any given week. I mean, it's just it's not college football. It's not LSU versus, versus La Tech or whatever. It's, you know, we got real teams with real players out there. Even the Dolphins and the Bengals, you know, as bad as they are, they've got players. So uh, don't worry about resting players right now. Worry about it next week. Play your studs. Get them out there. Dance with the dance with the girl who brought you to or who you brought to the dance. So, um, and speaking of, look, we're gonna go into streamers real quick. QB streamers. This is not the week to stream. I mean, literally all the best matchups are either QBs that you don't want to start. You know. Or they're already owned. I mean, just I said it before, dance with the girl who got you here. Just keep on riding those players that you've got. I mean, feel comfortable throwing out there, you know, uh, Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson, even though he's had a rough go at. There's just not better options. You know, of course, Lamar Jackson, uh, um, Josh Allen. Keep on, go- keep on going with these guys. They're the players that got you here. They're the players that are going to get you through to the ship. So. You know, there's just not options out there. Now, tight end defense, that's another story altogether. Uh, Jeff, what's your tight end situation looking like in your in your uh, two leagues you're playing in this week? Darren Waller, baby. Darren Waller, all right? I've been saying got, it all year. You got now, yeah. Yeah, I got him in two of those three, okay? Uh, I got Higby yeah. uh, in, in the other one, right? Because that was a pickup. Yep. Um, and so – and I think Higby's going to be a good good situation play this weekend with the uh, Rams trying to do what they can against Fortnite. So so I'm sitting yeah, fine I, in those leagues. Here's here's what I'll tell you I would do. If I own Higby and I see Jacob Hollister out there from Seattle, I would start Hollister over Higby this week. And I wouldn't even hesitate because this is not the same situation. Uh, what the Niners do against tight end is nasty. 
They completely make, make tight ends disappear. Um, this is not the same, you know, opportunity that Higby's had the last few weeks. So uh, that's one of the, that's my streamer of the week right there, Jacob Hollister. I'm just playing the flow chart. You know, outside of Vance McDonald uh, with Pittsburgh, it seems like every tight end has lit them up. I mean, it was it was Ricky Seals Jones, you know, blowing them up last this past weekend for two touchdowns. I mean, Njoku gets ruled out. If you're a DFS player, you just run in there. You're, I mean, you're just streaking across the house trying to find your iPad, your phone, whatever, so that you can put Ricky Seals Jones in there and make that moolah. And that's what he did. He went up there and, and just crushed it. So Arizona just can't play the tight end. They, they don't know how. I don't know what it is. But uh, so Jacob Hollister is my tight end streamer this week. And uh, OJ Howard, I mentioned him before. He's another one that I wouldn't feel bad about playing. So that's my advice to you, Jeff. Go get Jacob Hollister, bench Tyler Higby. I know you won't do it, but that's my advice. You know, I think um, another interesting play, I, I think, that's out there um, is if he's good to go, no, Noah Fant seems to be Drew Locke's guy. So uh, depending on the situations out there, I think this is one to look. A look. Um, you know, just a, just a just a thought. Yeah. Uh, there's just no offense out there. If you're if you're looking for whatever reason, um, yeah. To me, he's a he's a pickup. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, not a bad against, going against Detroit. It's not a bad situation for him, certainly. So yeah, he's just he's 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 questionable with that shoulder. So um, it's a matter of you know what are we going to do with him. So. Right. Yeah, I just got to monitor that that injury report coming in. So, yeah, of course. Uh, so let me let me let me kind of step a second back. Something that we don't really talk a lot about because there is no waivers, but there are a couple guys that that are potential, and I'm sure people are interested to talk to us about. So we already kind of covered down on Bashar Perriman. We talked about Alexander Madison versus Mike Boone. You you brought up uh, Hollister, right? So before we get into defenses, yep. let's let's kind of talk about some wide uh, wide receivers real quick that I that I got that I'm thinking right uh, because I yeah, in you know in multiple leagues I've got Godwin or Evans okay so that you know I'm, I, they've carried me this year okay uh, you know I got a buddy who's got DJ Chark and he's kind of like what do I what do I wind up doing right so um, you know so let me throw two of them out there okay. ESPN yep. has Anthony Miller at 25% available. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And so I think, interesting enough, the Bears have really found their groove uh, and, and started actually playing like they're supposed to play. Anthony Miller is not a bad pickup. I mean, he went off this past week. So Yeah, no, I like Miller. Uh, I like Miller, and I was not a believer going into the season, but – over the last five weeks or so, he's been pretty good. I mean, his lowest output was three for 42. Other than that, he's been, you know, he's been getting a lot of action. Um, but I think he had like 14 or 15 targets this past week. Catches nine for 118. Uh, it just looks good out there. It looks athletic. Uh, he's tall and big. Uh, he's, he's good at using his body to uh, to get advantage over a, a DB and get a get in position to catch balls. So they like him in the red zone. Um, it hasn't showed much this year. It was big last year. I think he had like seven touchdowns on 35 or 40 catches or something. So, um, but the last two weeks he's gotten into the end zone. So that's not bad at all. Uh, I think that offense is finding their groove. You know, I'm not, 
I don't know what to think about Mitchell Trubisky in the long run, but I think that this year he's definitely progressed from early in the season to, I mean, his last four games, it's been 278, 338, 244, and 344 through the year. So uh, certainly he's he's been putting putting the, the ball up there and, and getting volume for his receivers. So, I mean, it's better than 173 and 190, you know. So, that, yeah, I like Anthony Miller a lot. Did you have another, or was that kind of yeah, a big, I did. A big name? Yeah, I did. And I just want to point out that the game's in Chicago. Okay, it's gonna it's it's not it's actually a warmer night uh, or it's gonna be warmer than it normally is there, about you know 25 degrees, uh, which isn't bad for Kansas City and and they do play well and that defense is really coming on so there is that to it as well. So let me throw another name out there to you which is rather interesting, Greg Ward Jr. Okay, so we now know that Carson Wentz literally has nobody but Zach Ertz. But Dallas' defense has done pretty well against the tight end. So if if you're looking, right, you're talking about a guy who over the last two weeks since Jeffrey's gone down has seen 18 targets and got his first touchdown last week. So uh, if you're looking for in some of your deeper leagues, there's another name out there that's pretty much owned everywhere or is, is available everywhere. And um, and I throw him out there because I've been watching him. I don't know why my 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 kiddo happens to be an Eagles fan, and so we like to kind of watch the game a little bit. So um, <laughs> I feel kind of bad for you, man. Holy cow! No, I feel no, bad uh, for him. He's, he's an Eagles fan, so I, I feel bad for him. It's okay. Um, uh, so we can't all be yeah, we no. can't all be perfect and be Saints fans. So with that being said, I mean, look. The Eagles have have a must-win game this weekend. They're going all out, no stops. And uh, I think I think Ward is due to have a, another big game this week. And I think it's um it's just going to come down to what defense shows up. Is it defense of last week or is it defense of the past? So, um, right. hey, that's that's my that it's in it's in Philly. So that's also a look. Um, you know, and and Dallas really hasn't traveled well, so there's other things to it. So I, I throw that name out there. I know he's just a, a, a lower on the level on the level, but you know, if say you're competing right now and you need, you've been riding some of these Tampa Bay guys or maybe Jacksonville guys. Um, well, maybe you're I, in, maybe you're in a 16 team league and you know you're or you're in a dynasty league that has 11 or 12 starters. I mean. I'm in I'm in several leagues like that. I mean I'm in a 16 team superflex league that has 11 starters. Can you imagine the kind of players that we play in that thing? I mean it's players that yeah. people have never heard of or in our starting lineup. So uh, no, I mean uh, Greg Ward would be a great start in that in that league uh, come this week. So um, no, I, I think it's a good call. Uh, I don't mind it one bit. Uh, they they're gonna have to throw to somebody. He's the only thing available right now. I mean I think it was two weeks ago. It was Josh McCown saying he was ready to go out there and play wide receiver because besides Ward, there was no one else healthy, literally no one else healthy. So, uh, you know, that's just that's kind of how that goes. Uh, again, opportunities, everything in the NFL. Uh, if you're if you're out there and you're the only one, well, you're going to get targeted because they got to go somewhere with the ball. So uh, now that doesn't bode well for Carson Wentz, but certainly for uh, Greg Ward, I feel great about. Yeah, right. one one last one for you, okay? And and this is just again, it's right there with Greg Ward, but I'm gonna throw this one out there to you: is Danny Amendola, okay? Uh, three straight weeks, yeah. he's had a fantastic three straight weeks. He's found his groove. He's opposite of Galladay, you know. Um, unfortunately, it's not uh, Stafford throwing it, but I mean, 
He, he's got a favorable matchup this weekend. He just comes off of 100, 100 plus yards, eight receptions. I mean, you're talking about, you know, over 10 points. He's going to, somebody can get you. Again, Justin's talking about deep leagues. I'm talking about deep leagues. At this point, if yeah, you're in those deep leagues, yeah. I'm throwing him out there. I can't get, I can't get, I can't get on board with Amendola. Uh, I mean, he wasn't good against Minnesota. He wasn't getting against Chicago, Washington, Dallas. I mean, he, the most yards he had in those four games was 47. Before that, Chicago with 29, Oakland with 29. So, his first game since week eight with any kind of real production was last week, and that was against who, Jeff? That was Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah, it was Tampa Bay. Now he's got to go against Denver, who's a much better. I mean, that's just worlds of difference as far as uh, defenses go. I mean, Denver's not the world beaters of, of you know yesteryear, but they still have a really good defense, especially compared to Tampa Bay secondary. So I think that was an anomaly. Uh, where I'm going with something you said in the past, okay? And I'm using your words here, volume, right? Okay, and that's why I'm kind of throwing that out there because we're really digging deep, okay? And so when you come, when you start digging deep, you start looking at volume. And I'm looking at guys, a guy here who's 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 had uh, what almost almost 30 targets in three games. So you know that's that's kind of my point here is that eventually if you're getting the volumes, the catches will come, you know kind of situation and last weekend he showed that so maybe there's something to that i'm really i was just throwing another name out there that that catches you with that being said hey we can move on to some some defenses because that's really what it comes down to this week the defense right and i only have i only have two on the slate that i feel like you know that are available in a lot of places i mean there's a there's a lot of teams that have really good matchups this week uh but the teams that have good matchups and are available it's kind of slim but I'll tell you, if you're looking for somebody, and I just talked about the Broncos, uh, I, you know, David Blah is still out there playing quarterback, which means the Broncos, to me, great start. Get them out there. Get them rolling. I mean, get those interceptions. Get those uh, easy sacks because the offensive line is not that great. I mean, I just think there's a lot to be said for uh, playing a scrub quarterback against your defense. So uh, I would gladly play them. Um, I just I think that's a good setup. And then uh, the other one I've got is the Giants because Dwayne Haskins sucks. Holy cow. The Washington Foreskins are going to be looking for another quarterback really soon uh, because what they did last year with getting Haskins, man, he is bad. And I don't, I don't think that it's a product of being a rookie. He hasn't shown anything. I mean, I think he had a good statistical you know, output as far as fantasy goes this past week, but it wasn't a good game by any means. I mean, it was just, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, like the, the other good defenses out there, the Patriots are owned. Of course, the Steelers against the jets, they're owned. The 49ers so, going against the Rams. They're so owned. Let me ask you, uh, Justin, real quick, while you're on yep. that kick, let, let's go the, let's take this from a different angle. Okay. Is there any yep. defenses that you would normally play that this weekend you're almost like, don't play it. Okay. Um, well, let's see here. I'm just going to scroll down the whole list real quick because the Ravens have a sweet matchup with Cleveland. Um, the Texans are playing Tampa Bay. I don't think I'd play them, though. Uh, I don't know. Um, so let, let's take the take the, the Vikings, uh, 49ers I, game versus the Rams, right? Are you still playing? Play, 49ers? Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're home against they're home against the Rams. We've seen that uh, offensive line for the Rams be bad. We know the 49ers have a really strong front seven eight. I mean, they get after the quarterback. I I feel perfectly fine playing them. I mean, the Rams are are one of those where if they, you get any pressure on Jared Goff, he, I mean, he'll fold. I mean, he just will fold. Even uh, with their injuries, you're still with San Francisco. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's about, go above. I mean, they just gave up a ton of points. So I'm just I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. San Francisco. All right, yeah. let's go Buffalo Bills, the number three ranked defense. Go against the Pats. I'd start them with a lot of confidence. My Got gosh, it. I'd start them. I, they, they're one of my top five defenses this week. So, Done. Pittsburgh yep. Steelers, number four ranked defense. Oh, yeah. Against, against Done. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I don't I know that anybody's Oakland. running out there starting them every week. Los um, Angeles Chargers are the number five defense. Right now, number in five fantasy? in fantasy. I've got them. I mean, and this is a different. This is a different league, of course, because everybody's yep. separate. But they're 25th in this league, and yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't get a lot of sacks. They don't turn over the ball a whole lot. I don't know. That's not what I'm seeing at all. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen uh, takeaways this year. So they're averaging less than they're, they're averaging less than a takeaway a game. I mean. Uh, it just doesn't. It, it's not it's a yardage. Huh? It's a yard. It's a yardage that that's if you if you look at them, it's a yardage that they they give it up about 300 yards a game, right? Whereas most are a lot more than that. Yeah. So, but I just move on. You already covered the Ravens, okay? Let's go. Let's go with this one. The Cowboys. No, I'm not We're starting. Doing this. I'm not okay, starting. So you're, so you're not going to start the Cowboys, no. right? What about what right, about right. the Bears? Again, it's not. Uh. Yeah, I'm starting the Bears. I just don't care. I start the Bears with confidence every week. It's pretty much how I feel about them. So you would not start the Cowboys, but you would start the Bears. The Bears have well, less. I think, I think there's there's a there's a whole bit a whole a big difference in the quality of those teams. Uh, I don't know. I guess this is what I'll say. Watch the weather, because I understand Casey is crazy good. Um, you're right about that. I, I just hmm. Yeah, that might be one of those I stream the Broncos, and I just go and grab the Broncos and sit the Bears. You're right, um, because Casey is one of those teams that can't explode. Now they haven't been super explosive this season, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you're right about that. Go go start the Broncos. Now I'm not starting the I'm not starting the the, the uh, Cowboys regardless. I'll stream the Giants or the uh, Broncos over them. Um, I'll give you one that people have been starting for sure, and that's the Titans. I mean, they're playing New Orleans. You can't start them this week. That's one that everybody's start been starting them. every week. Nope, you right. can't start them. You can't. You can't. So. They're, they're going to go. The, the Saints are on a mission. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you know what? You the, the, Bears, the Bears and the Titans are both teams that I wouldn't start. Um, uh, it's kind of chalky. Okay, let me, let me let me I got another one for you. I'm, I'm just looking up the weather real quick in Philly. Okay, and I'm trying to see what it is right now. So you're talking about, okay, so it's supposed to be sunny and uh, or cloudy and 45. So weather's gonna be nice in Philly. Yeah, don't care about the temp. The only thing I care about weather, the absolute only thing I care about with weather is wind. If it's gonna be 17, 18 miles an hour or more, that's when I give. That's when I care. Otherwise, players don't care. I mean, snow doesn't affect. I mean, if you listen to Andy Reid talk about snow, he's like, actually, it, it doesn't affect us at all. Uh, you know, the ball feels good in your hands when it's cold. It doesn't matter. 
the only okay. thing that changes is is wind, and that's because it can affect kicking. It can affect throwing long. You know, I mean, you end up with that's why Tom Brady has been so good in the wind is because and in bad weather because he doesn't throw deep a lot. He's he's one of those guys that gets it out of there, throws seven or eight yards down the field, and if he's going to complete, you know, in the past, now not this year because Tom Brady this year has not been good. But in the past, that's been his his calling card is just getting the ball out quickly. So, and when you're looking at weather, I don't care about I don't care about snow. I care very little about rain, and I I want to pay attention to the wind. That's what I want to see because that's what affects uh, actual uh, offenses. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. I'm gonna keep an eye on the wind, especially you know in a place like Chicago, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I still don't think you know. Going back on that, I, I want to retract and just back off of that because I don't think I'd play Chicago or anybody against uh, against the Chiefs. So even if they haven't been crazy right. explosive like they have been so in the past. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on board. If I just run down a list for me, and I, you know, that's why I was going to let you kind of roll through it. But here's here's how I look at it. I'm not playing Chicago. I'm not. I'm not playing the Texans. I'm not playing. Um, I will play Buffalo. Um, I will play San Francisco. Uh, I I actually I'm good playing Baltimore. I'm good playing New Orleans. Um, I will tell you that I'm I'm very interested in um, in playing the Steelers against the Jets. I'm very interested in playing Denver. Uh, I'm actually really feel I actually feel pretty good about playing. Uh, Seattle and Arizona, and uh, I would tell you one that I'm staying away from. I'm staying away. I'm staying away. I personally am staying away from Minnesota. Oh, I see, I feel fine with Minnesota. Game, Monday night, what a way to lose. I'd rather, I'd rather go pick up Denver right now and play them and just feel safe going into Monday night, not relying on my defense. Because <laughs> who knows what's going to happen in that game, man? That's crazy. These guys are. This is this, that. You're talking about a heavyweight fight. That's just gonna go down in, in Minnesota. On, yeah. On, on okay, so you say that, you say that, but who who's the heavyweight? You got Kirk Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers, and I don't no, care no, what no, anybody says. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying it from that. I'm not saying from that. I'm saying, I'm saying that this is one of those games where it's just gonna be, um, just, I mean, those two teams are just gonna, it's gonna be a fight. You know, yeah, but because that's, that's exactly what I want to see out of a out of a defensive struggle. I, Jeff, I don't see any way. And, and it, I'm not saying it can't happen because Aaron Rodgers, but he's been terrible. I mean, he's been trashed this season, and I'll say it, he has been trashed. If you own him, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, his last, what, six games, he's got he's got a 243-yard game, a 233-yard game, 203, 195, 161, and 104. He's just been bad. He's got like two or three good games all season long. Screw that, man. Uh, throw, give me Minnesota and let me put some pressure on him. Heck, he might walk out there, fall on the ground, and break a collarbone as, as old and beat up as he is. Who knows? Uh, no, I, I'm not scared of Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense at all. Not one bit. Uh, they're not good. I mean, it just is what it is. This, this is not 2014 Aaron Rodgers. This is 2019 old man is what it is. Okay, so, so, so flip that uh, one. I, I, all right. Minnesota minus Dalvin Cook, uh, minus Matheson, right? And a Kirk Cousins who's not thrown back-to-back multi-touchdown, had not had back-to-back multi-touchdown games. 
No, I'm not starting the Green Bay defense because I don't feel confident in them. I don't think that they're a very good defense overall. Um, they, they just don't play the run very well. They'll get lit up because it doesn't matter who's running the ball behind that uh, Vikings offensive line. They're going to go big time. And did you say that Kirk Cousins hasn't thrown back-to-back touchdowns? Yeah, I was just reading uh, Dude, he's got uh, one, two, three, four games before these last two where he threw multiple. And then before that, he had a zero, but then he had three games. And that one that he had zero, he threw like 23 of 26. He got him down there, and they scored. It didn't matter, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, pull, I'm pulling off of uh, Sports Illustrated right now that uh, Cousins has not fit, has now failed to throw multi-touchdown passes in back-to-back games all season. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, well, in no. back-to-back games. So the, back, the last two games, he has not been able to throw multi-touchdowns. Yeah, the last two, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I read that. Right, right, yeah. Right, because he's got, I mean, he, he's got a ton yeah, of touchdowns yeah. this no, year. He's sitting on I thought that was a weird right now, yeah, right. Now, you know, he threw yeah, three his first. He threw three the first four games, and he's been on fire since. So, no, yeah. I feel just perfectly fine with Kirk Cousins, uh, and I don't care. You know, the the receiving court with Adam Thielen back, they're they're clicking now. I just don't care about uh, the Green Bay Packers defense. I think the defense to own in that game, and the defense that I would definitely start is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that that honestly to me that looks like the hammer at the end of the week where you come in and your team needs you know 15 points out of your defense and they come in there and they just drop the hammer on them and you walk away with the victory. I think it's that way. I don't think it's the other way where they come in there and lose you the game by, by any means. Yeah. Well, look, man. Well, yeah, it's been you know this, so this is big because this is the week that, that people earn money and they 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 stop listening to us next week. So it's really important right now that we explain to you. That if 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 you're hearing us and and you're wondering, hey, should I call? So I listen in next week. It is it is a lot of people are off next week. It's Christmas time, you know. Um, hey, we're, we're kind of give you a heads up. Uh, next week there are only Saturday Sunday games, so there's no Thursday night game next week. All right, there's no Christmas Day games. Okay, guys, so turn into basketball. Okay, so. So these are some of the, the things we're trying to let you know while you're watching college football um, is that we're going to come. We're going to bring it to you next week. We want you to dial in and listen to us because, number one, I got to brag about how I just want a ton of money and you can be happy, too. OK, because it's, 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 it's a season of giving. All right. And I want to give you all the joy that I have. Um, and then the second thing I would tell you is that it's also really important for you guys as you're listening to know that uh, we're going to explain to you how it kind of went down this past weekend. Uh, I'm going to use that time to explain to you what, what kind of uh, transpired. And then we're going to, just as Justin said, we're going to hit you with those week 17. So if you do have one of those leagues, it is a really important week because I've got week 17 coming on next week. And, and, and hopefully I'm playing for a championship. I should be playing for a championship there too. So, um, so please dial in next week. We're going to hit this, uh, good for you and, and we'll keep up to date. This is a four day week, a four days of football coming up this weekend. You know, it is really important that you, you, you check us out at the rundown FF pod. Um, Justin's going to be having stuff going all, all week, Thursday through Monday, uh, giving you, giving you gals on, on how things are going changes because there's a lot can happen between now and then weather, Injuries, suspensions for drugs. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, you you, you got to tune into us. 
Yeah, and look, this is the kind of time, and and you know, I'm eliminated. I actually only have I have one league I'm playing for something. It's a dynasty league I'm playing. It's the toilet bowl, but we get an extra pick at the end of the first round, so it's kind of a big deal. Uh, and it it t- kind of worked out where. Uh, I and one other guy were the two worst teams, and mine's the last year of a rebuild. So if I can get one, that one extra pick, I can take a loaded team in the next year. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I want to be paying attention to, though, is next year. You know, we've got situations coming about right now, the end of the season, where you know Kenyon Drake is coming on, David Johnson is is fading back. Now we're discovering what is going on with. Uh, with that backfield situation, we're looking at Brashad Perryman coming on, and is he going to be a legit receiver next year? Is he someone to draft in the late rounds? If you're not paying attention to football right now, and you step away and you miss those last two weeks, you know, week 16 and 17, you may miss some news, and that's kind of big for the off season. You're going to want to keep up, and we're going to have sporadic shows throughout the off season as well. We'll talk some draft stuff. We'll do some recap of this season coming up in the next few weeks, but. Uh, and uh, discuss, you know, our our MVPs for the year, et cetera. We'll we'll put together a whole varsity and JV lineup for the whole season. I think we can do that. Um, but there'll be stuff that we can talk about for sure. Off season is not the time to forget about fantasy football because when you stop paying attention, that's when you get lost in the news. I don't know how many times I've walked into a draft and someone has said, "I'll take so and so from." And they say the wrong team because they don't even realize they've changed teams. It's just ridiculous. Well, TJ Eastman's got him. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. I, I drafted him this year. He was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why. I'm, that's why I'm sitting on the sidelines in the playoffs. But um, those who are those of our fans who are not listening to who and saying who is TJ Hoosman's Zada. Um, my uh, my nephew will be running a podcast uh, via uh, Instagram and Snapchat next year. Uh, tune into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, you'll get the news there. So, um, but yeah, the you know January, February. That's the time when you want to keep an eye on what's going on. March when the new new league year hits uh, after the Super Bowl. That's when you want to know when the new when players are moving, not finding out in August when it's time to figure out what you want to draft and you want to put together your personal rankings, etc. Stay ahead of the game. So anyways, uh, if you're playing for a championship this week, I hope you win. I hope you get those jelly beans. Uh, if you're not, let's uh, let you know, let's stay prepared for next year together. Um, and speaking of, you know, I think it's time for us to get out of here. So uh, make sure you catch us on uh, Twitter. Catch us on uh, Facebook, you can find us there. Make sure that you're telling your buddies in the off season. I know some of you don't want to uh, spread the news, but it's the Christmas season, so spread the spread the uh, the good news of the Lord and the good news of the Rundown FF Pod. So uh, make sure that they know that they can find us out there. And uh, you know, once again, thanks for listening. And I think we'll get out of here. So remember, together we run this. Catch you next week. <laughs>